we wanted to transition to a little bit more of the cannabis space where we could bring cannabis to beverages. Beverage space compared to edibles and smokables is that you can kind of pace yourself as you're drinking it. Everybody's a little bit different too with, with how they get affected. I think that's just where it, there is some play to where you start to know your dose and then get, get comfortable with it as well, which is very important. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Weed Buds Radio, and I'm your host, Rye. And today, joining me are some new buds that I'm excited to share with all of you that are working on some incredible projects and have already worked on some amazing projects. So you're going to love the conversation that we have today. And today, joining us, we have Chirag and Kevin from St. John's Brewers. And gentlemen, thank you so much for joining Hey, good afternoon. Good to meet you. Good to be with you. Yes, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So first, I want to hear where you're located and how you two got connected. Sure. You want to take this one first this time? Sure. Yeah. We, uh, Kevin and I have been uh, friends since college. We went to school up in the University of Vermont back in the, the 90s. Um, so we were fr friends from college, freshman year. We uh, became roommates with a bunch of other guys in the, in the dorm. And then, you know, we got, we just drank good beer and you know, from in Vermont at that time, and you know kept in touch after college. So we uh, we both graduated from the University of Vermont, and then went our you know separate ways. I uh, I worked as a scientist for NASA in the space program out in California uh, for a couple of years, and Kevin was a physical therapist major, and he he went down to Boston and and uh, worked in a hospital there as well. So we were both kind of on our career paths in the early two thousands, and uh, kind of decided that we wanted change in life. Kevin went down to the state to visit a friend of ours that we knew from college down in the Virgin Islands and checked it out. And, and we came back and I, was, I said, I was interested in moving the Caribbean. And we just thought, well, let's take a year off and go down to the Caribbean for a year. And then we'll get back into career work, you know, jobs in the future. And so we kind of took a leap on, you know, on life at, you know, early twenties and went down to the Caribbean with no plans, not no plan to brew or anything, just to check it out, bartend, have a good time, and then maybe come back or travel a little more. So it's kind of how we got started and then and it's a beautiful place down here you know we, we fell in love sight unseen and and um so yeah it was it, it was great we got some some jobs originally just uh you know busing and then uh hosting at some restaurants moved up to bartending um and everything was great but we did realize that we missed beer that we were drinking up in the states you know down here it was just all the the light lagers caribbean lagers mainstream domestic beers that were here and you know we really wanted some different some different fuller flavored beers, and um, so just ingenuity kind of struck us, and we uh, bought homebrew kits online, you know, and it was it was a bit more of a challenge back then. We're talking 2001, 2002, so the internet isn't what it is right now. So you know, having to go to the local library with some dial up for 30 minutes each, and and uh, you know, do this online research, and but we got them, and that was our start and our lead into uh, craft beer as far as the brewing aspect. And that was how we got into into beverage, uh, the very early stages, and um, really caught the caught the bug as far as brewing. Um, you know, the first batches I think were pretty typical of of what you experience. That uh, you know, decent, not teetering on good. Um, but then you know, we just wanted to really make some good beers, and so we really got into it, reading everything that we could, and uh, just really caught that um, you know caught that craft beer buzz. And, um, and then finally, you know, it kind of got to the point where we were going to stay here and start a business within, within beer. You know, we had a couple of good recipes that, that we had or go back in the States and pursue our, pursue our careers. Um, 
and in particular, we were brewing with with mangoes, you know, that that, that grew on St. John. And um, it was, you know, we were we were talking out, people enjoyed it. And uh, so we're like, yeah, let's let's give this a go with this uh, this tropical mango beer. And, um, you know, that was our, our foyer into uh, St. John Brewers and, and the beer that started us off in this direction. That sounds delicious because my favorite beers and my favorite flower and smoke is anything a little bit citrusy, a little bit tangy. Uh, so that sounds absolutely incredible to me, and I can't wait to try that. So I'm curious, you know, two uh, brewmasters, if you will, you know, where do you where do you go from there? You establish this great business. Uh, what's what's next? What's on the horizon? Yeah, so we, we've been brewing beer, like Kevin said, since the early 2000s, and we started a brewing company, and we brewed different styles of beer. We also introduced the soda line, so we've done, you know, root beers and ginger beer flavors. This is all packaged products as well as draft and sold throughout uh, the markets and the bars and restaurants and throughout the islands. And so we've just, you know, expanded our line over the years and recently got into a hard seltzer that we make, uh, you know, we think better than the ones that are out there, and, and, and it's called Love City, and it's available only in the Virgin Islands. So Seltzer was sort of our foray into sort of a different style of beverage versus the traditional beers like the IPAs and the, the brown ales and, the, and, and all the unique pale ales mm -hmm. that we could do. So uh, we wanted to transition to a little bit more of the cannabis space where we could bring cannabis to beverages and, and the idea of, you know, a good craft beer and a good craft cannabis beverage. And so the last two years, we've really been working on uh, finding a great, you know, water soluble ingredients to, to use in a, in a flavored seltzer that, we, you know, our, our flavors that we come up with. And put the two together to make a you know really quality product that's a you know a, a, a entry into the hemp space and into the you know the cannabis space. So that is so fascinating, Kevin. Yeah, I was just going to add that it it has been great. You know, all the research that we did with creating Love City, our, our hard seltzer, just really did blend in well into infusing in you know Delta Eight, and we have uh, um, just different different flavor profiles that, that we have that. We're super excited about we're we're leading with uh our, our brand is cool out is our is our delta eight uh infused seltzer and we're leading with a with a citrus flavor that um you know it's the same thing with i guess we can let you know how, how we do our, our, our research is that it's one thing if we like it but do other people like it you know so we spend a lot of time bench topping out our different flavors and then giving it out to our our staff at first and then going more into the into our larger audience and customers and uh you know citrus is uh, got a got a lot of great reviews, and um, it just it drinks you know just like a like a fresh clean seltzer. Our our Delta Eight ingredient is wonderful. We really did a lot of vetting for suppliers for our Delta Eight, and it's uh, it is just one of the cleanest ones out there. Uh, tastes great over ice, you know, straight out of the can. And we went in a little bit lighter with the with the Delta Eight as far as ten milligrams. You know, we, you know, you, I feel everyone either has had that experience or knows that someone had experience of, you know, having edibles and having too much, you know, because of that, of that hour wait that you have to, you know, that, that takes place and, and having it be just too much, you know, so we went with 10 milligrams that still gets you a nice little, a nice little heady buzz. But uh, we also want this to be something that you can, you know, drink more than one of, you know, we're, we're beer guys. We want you to be able to be social with these beverages and, uh, you know, be able to hang out, be in the mix at a party, maybe alcohol is not for you, you know, and this is just one of those really good alternatives that, you know, can help you relax 
and you're you're fitting in with a party, you know, or if you want to replace out that glass of wine at the end of a end of a, a work day or that beer, you know, this is another great option. Zero calories. We we you know we're not sugar guys. We don't like uh, sweeteners either, and so we've just developed a, a flavor profile that is is clean, has a lot of robust flavor to it, uh, but doesn't have a lot of those added features to it. So you know, our tagline is "Cool out, feel good." You know, and there's just a lot of a lot of different aspects about this beverage that, that can help you feel good. And a lot of that is what it doesn't have in it, which are the sugar, carbs, you know, all that, all that stuff. So as an individual that's often in those social environments that you were mentioning, I do not drink alcohol, but I love beer. And so I'll have a craft beer maybe three or four times a year, but really only one because I don't really like the way that I feel. And so I've been waiting for that beautiful kind of craft beer that has more of the THC components to it uh, than alcohol. Is And obviously I know that with fermentation, you're going to get some alcohol, but is there is there a way to make a good beer with uh, THC in it uh, versus uh, what we have right now, which seems to be a lot of juices and sodas and uh, seltzers? It can be done. It's a little more technical. I mean, you still do. Yeah, you have to dealkalize your product because you can't have the two together. You know, in, in sort of a consumer safety perspective. But um, you know, you could you could brew a beer, try to get a no alk or a low alk, you know, down there, and then add in your ingredients. And then that's been done, particularly in, in, in out west. We've seen a couple brands do that, um, and that's I think that's part of where we're at with with flavoring. You know, we've been do, at this almost twenty years, where complexity of flavor versus simplicity of flavor, um, and not everyone's an IPA craft beer drinker, even though it is the most popular style of craft beer. We you know we sell a lot of our IPAs, um, but that leaves out a big part of the segment of the of the population. We like seltzers, and you can see the craze that's out there, just because it appeals to a lot more of an audience. Um, that just, you know, is not overwhelmed with flavor and taste. Uh, however, we do encourage that we want to have taste in our, in our beverages. So that's our, you know, our benefit, our positive, uh, you know, experience is having good flavoring and good formulation of your product. And so we, uh, we think seltzer is just a great way, but yeah, it's been done for sure. I mean, on the, uh, the beer side of things. And this is a good intro for us. You know, we're, yeah. we're the, this is, you know, we feel the, the tip of the iceberg sort of thing with, <clears throat> with Delta 8 and getting into beverage. So this is our starting point. It was, as Trug mentioned, Seltzer was just fresh with us as far as one of the latest projects that we were working on. And so it did just fit nicely into what we were gonna do next, which was experimenting with, uh, you know, cannabis water soluble technology. That leads me, you had mentioned something about uh, Chirag, the kind of craze around Seltzer right now. And I'm curious, is that, a, is that a fad? Is that a trend that's here to stay? If it is here to stay, what's, what's after that? There's a, lot of, you know, there's a lot of opinions on that at the moment. I mean, we've seen a, a pretty big you know, skyrocketing with the big national brands. Um, you know, from a small brewery perspective on an island in the Caribbean, you know, we, we've done great with our sales to, to date, you know, and it's growing. So I don't. I personally don't think seltzers are going away by any stretch. Craft breweries, particularly and breweries in general, got into the business because it was a is a way to sort of make a light, you know, light kind of alcoholic seltzer beverage versus a traditional beer under the, the regulations of, of breweries versus you know liquor liquor distilleries. 
So there was a bit of that movement going on. But in terms of um, a fad, it's possible just because they typically, the big macro bands tend to, you know, overdo it and it kind of turns people off. But in the, you know, seltzer has been around forever. I think, you know, it's been over 100 years of seltzer. It's clean. It's refreshing. It's not for, you know, everyone. Some people want sweeteners and, and things like that. But if you have a good, clean seltzer, it's very drinkable. So I think it'll be around for a while. And I'm curious because I realize that we haven't really necessarily explained it to those that have tuned in. But if you don't mind kind of breaking down what the difference is between Delta 8 and Delta 9, uh, I think that's something that we really haven't talked about on the show. So Delta 9 would be the THC derived from marijuana. And it's just the kind of that, that technical chemical structure that is where a carbon is double bonded. So it's on the ninth carbon uh, in the molecule. Delta-8 derived from hemp, which the federal government deemed legal in the 2018 Farm Bill. And that is, again, just where that double bond is. So it's, it's that chemical difference. And then it's where they're, where they're derived from within the cannabis family, one being from marijuana, Delta-9, the other being from hemp base Delta eight. Interesting. And so I guess the question that, that I've been asked a lot, I don't have an answer to is Delta eight naturally derived or is that something that's synthetically formed? It, it, so Delta eight is present in, in, in cannabis and in hemp um, in smaller, smaller uh, dose or percentages. Uh, it can be, it can be uh, derived from the hemp and then basically convert it up into Delta nine it's not synthesized per se from like, you know, basic chemistry or anything. It's, it's derived from the, the CBD and the cannabinoids of the hemp and the hemp sure. extract. And so from like when I kind of think of CBD extraction or THC extraction, if you're looking at extracting something like Delta 8, are you able to get the same kind of return per plant, you know, per hemp stock that you would uh, THC from a marijuana stock? Like, is it, is it a smaller number? Do you have to kind of use more quantity to, to get there? I'm just, you know, it's not something that we've ever really explored. You know, that's a, that seems it's, that's a pretty technical question, I feel. And I'm sure it's, it's different based on, you know, farms and strains and, and, and the style of, of, of what's grown. Um, you know, we, we rely on the, the expertise of the, of the companies that we're getting our, our product from. We sure. feel that our expertise comes in the beverage side, using that water-soluble technology and, uh, and just getting the best beverage that we can for, for, the, uh, for the hemp that we're using. But I'm not sure about, you know, that, that kind of pound for pound, what is the, what is the yield or, or how that part actually works out. Now, if I, you know, say for myself, more of an experienced Delta 9 consumer, um, and let's say beside me, I have an inexperienced Delta 9 consumer, could you kind of explain to us the effects of Delta 8 on the mind and body? Yeah, as, as cannabis users, you know, we, we've experienced Delta 8, Delta 9, um, and another cannabinoid CBD, of course. And so Delta A is, is referred to as sort of a milder buzz. Um, that doesn't say that it's, it's not, you don't feel anything or it's light, but it, it tends to be milder than a, than a, a cannabis TH Delta 9 high. Um, however, you know, it is a cumulative effect, a compounding effect. If you have a couple more Delta 8s, 
you'll start to feel feel a very strong buzz. So it's not as if it's it stays mellow the whole time. It's just sort of the onset and the, and the feeling isn't as 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 high. Um, and I also the lesser, if any, anxiety and some of that kind of panicky that comes with it, increased heart. You don't get some of that, or at least we haven't heard of that. Very calming effects in many ways, but not 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 uh, overwhelming in any stretch. And everybody's a little bit different too with with how they get affected. So. I think that's just where it, you know, there is some some play to where you start to know your dose and then get get comfortable with it as well, which is very important. Absolutely. And that's why we like the beverage, you know, the beverage space compared to edibles and, 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 and smokables is that you can kind of pace yourself as you're drinking it. And especially in a 12 ounce can versus a shot, because the shot's a bit intimidating, but with the 12 ounce can, you're drinking it like you would drink any other, you know, sort of alcoholic beverage where you're, you're pacing yourself. And, you know, if you want to slow down, you can slow down. Um, and because the onset's within 15 to 20 minutes due to ingestion in liquid form, you get, you feel it sooner. So you can kind of really dose yourself out and not feel like you're going to have to wait an hour and all of a sudden you're, you're glued to the, the couch. So you kind of get that baseline much sooner and then you can effectively make a decision on how much more you would like to consume or at what pace you would like to consume. Correct. I would say that the onset is faster than an edible if we're comparing the two. And then also the on-ramp. You know, I, I feel that sometimes when I've had edibles, it hits you all of a sudden, everything at once. Mm. Where with this, as you're drinking it over 15, 20 minutes and enjoying the, the flavor and then getting the experience, there's more of a gentle kind of ease into the, into the, to the high compared to just that thump that you sometimes get with other deliverables. So gentlemen, I've got to ask, being in this space for so in the beverage space for so long, uh, what are some similarities that you're finding between what you've been doing with the brewery versus now introducing Delta 8 uh, from, I guess, kind of a 360 view, right? Like, how are you engaging consumers what does regulatory look like just what's what what parts are extremely different but what parts are like yeah we got this this is this is our prior expertise coming in i mean i would start with yeah our expertise being in the, in the the beer and alcohol business and we follow all the federal regulations everything from labeling rules and such so you know we understand regulations state to state sales are limited you have to you know register in all 50 states so we you know we we've always been limited in our our state access though we have sold in multiple states. Um, and so we've, we've learned all the, you know, sort of the, the regulations behind that. And of course, the rules have been changing with hemp and cannabis. So uh, knowing that we want to merge those two worlds together, because in the craft beer business, we do have cannabis users and, 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 and THC users that would want to also be having, you know, in the same social dynamic as a craft beer party. So we want to merge those two worlds together. And I think we're able to do that a little bit more now based on the current regulations of how hemp is, is, is currently federally approved. Yeah, and, and being cannabis users and, and wanting to bring cannabis more into the American beverage culture, this has been a really, really cool project for us to be working on. The, um, you know, and then also bringing in the quality that is craft beer. It's something that we always pride ourselves on and, and that we're going to continue on with this new project and, and everything else that we do within the hemp space. We feel it's very important. We're trying to do things the, 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 the right way, the best way that we can, best ingredients, all of those, all those things that, that make a, a quality brand and a quality experience for the customer as well. Amazing. And 
Gentlemen, before we wrap up today, I'm really curious, what is the cannabis culture and uh, I guess regulatory viewpoint right now uh, in the U.S. Virgin Islands? How How is that kind of functioning right now? What's that ecosystem look like? Surprisingly, not, not legal yet uh, for cannabis uh, recreation or medicinal. Um, but as you know, as a Caribbean island, as you know, we've, cannabis has been present for generations and is part of the culture and, and, and it is, is not um, recently not been, you know, uh, legally, it's been illegally uh, loosened on the laws there. So it's been okay, but there's definitely not uh, the regulations in place to have open dispensary sales yet. Enforcement is friendlier, but Correct. fines Thank are you. still in place. Correct. Awesome. Gentlemen, I'm so grateful that you took the time to meet with me today. And I'm curious, you know, for all of those that are tuned in, what's the best way to stay connected and to follow you all? The best way is through our, our website or social media. The website is drinkcoolout.com. And then our handles are drinkcoolout uh, as well. So those are the those are the best channels to uh, to follow up. Amazing. Well, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And of course, we're so grateful to all of you that have tuned in to another episode of Weed Buds Radio. Be sure to head over to our website, WeedBudsRadio.com. We'll have links to connect with all these fine gentlemen uh, and their websites. You can check out their beverages. And can you ship, gentlemen? Can you ship to all 50 states or most states? Most states, yeah. We've yeah. got we've got on our website. You can go ch- check it out at drinkcoolout.com and we can ship to you. Awesome. Well, definitely go check drinkcoolout.com. Those links will be in the show notes and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much.